This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Every hunter has moments where they're worn out, tired, discouraged, it doesn't look like things are going well, and then all of a sudden, the whole story changes. On this episode, we're going to talk about the turnaround and how quickly your hunt can go from a complete failure to an amazing success. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to talk about the turnaround moment. You've been there, and if you haven't been there, you haven't been in the woods much. And that is, it just looks like a hunt has been a waste. It looks like things are going bad. It looks like nothing's going to happen. There's no sign. You haven't heard anything. You haven't seen anything. It just looks like a complete bust. But then, in one moment, the entire thing turns around. I can tell you that most of the successes I have had in the woods were turnaround moments. Only a handful of times have does it, did it seem like a promising day. Did it look like things were going well? Did you you know you saw movement over here? You saw a deer coming by. You saw and heard turkey close by you. Whatever game you're out, uh, that I think this applies maybe more so to deer, but it definitely applies to pretty much everything. And that is you know very few times has it really looked well, and then. You know, you, you had the expected success. Most of the time that I have been in the woods, it didn't look good. You were tempted to quit. You were tempted to give up. You were tempted to, to just leave your spot, maybe take a walk about, stretch your legs, whatever. But when you just held out a little longer, just a little more, when you just hunkered in, seemingly out of nowhere, there it happened. Uh, again and again, this is the case. And you live for those moments. 
Um, and you need to be ready for those moments. And I did an entire episode uh, a little ways back on being ready and always being ready and always being on guard. And you ought to go back and listen to that episode if you hadn't. That's, that's the way that you're able to capitalize on the turnaround moment. I remember hunt after hunt. I remember the first deer I ever took. It was a turnaround moment. I had, I had sat there all day and the day before, two days in a row, literally from dawn until dark. I left my house when it was dark and I got home when it was dark. And I mean, I was tired. I was sore. I was worn out. I was on the second day in the same tree stand. My back hurt. Everything hurt. My More than anything, I was tired on the inside. My brain was tired. My, my, my heart was tired. It was literally, it was like 5 o'clock on the second day. Legal shooting hours ended at like 5.12. It's like 5.05 rolls around. And I had just given up. I was like, well... I stopped hunting at that point in my brain and I started planning, okay, when's the next day that I can come out? When's the next time I can get in the woods? I'm going through my schedule. I'm pondering, you know, how long will it take for my back to start hurting from sitting here? You know, what am I going to do? What can I do? And it was at that moment I heard just, just a little rustle and I was like, what is that? And it got louder and louder. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And I heard it coming from the right. So I'm like, all right, well, I drew at the ready, trying to, what's coming by? And then they're just deer after deer, just sprinting right across in front of me. Just one, two, three. And then number four or five, just stopped sprinting and dropped to a slow walk. And boom, I was there, ready, pulled the trigger. This all happened in seconds. Just out of nowhere. Hadn't seen a shootable deer in 48 hours. And then boom. I remember another hunt. I was sitting in my stand. And had seen a bunch of deer that morning. Nothing I could get a shot off. Or felt comfortable taking a shot on. And I'm sitting there. Hours past nothing. Hours past nothing. And eventually you almost start regretting. You know, Maybe I should have taken a bad, the bad shot that I had earlier which probably was not an ethical shot, but you know, you're like, maybe, you know, maybe that was my one opportunity for the day. Maybe I should have pulled the trigger on that one. And then all of a sudden I heard a little rustle and your heart starts racing. And I look up and boom, springs right out of the woods, a little fox. And I'm like, what? First I'm amazed. There's a little fox or like literally my, my, you know, I've got my bow drawn at the ready pointing at this little fox and actually, it was a huge fox. It was a big red fox. Biggest one I have ever seen up until that point. And I was like, oh, okay, that's random. That's pretty cool. That's random. And then just as the, the adrenaline starts going down, deer walks out right behind the fox. I was like, oh, all right, boom. Let the arrow fly. And there we were, just out of nowhere, just that moment, the turnaround. I remember another time sitting there all day. Got out in the woods at, you know, well before dawn, it just raining. I've just sat in the woods with an umbrella in my hand until, oh man, it must have been like three o'clock. Probably no, never more than 20 minutes at a time did the rain stop long enough to put the umbrella down and actually pick the gun up. 
And the whole day I'm sitting there in, in the tree stand with the umbrella going, you know, what was my plan here if a deer did walk by in the rain? Because how am I going to lift my rifle and take a shot at the deer while I'm holding this umbrella? I just could not, I could not work it out in my brain how any way this could end in success. And, you know, middle of the day came, I'm wearing a vinyl rain suit, which to its credit, kept the rain out flawlessly. Also, it kept all the sweat in. And uh, by the by, you know, by midday, I was freezing because I was soaked under the rain so uh, the rain suit from my own sweat, and then the wind's blowing, the rain's blowing, and I was just free. At one point, I had to climb down and go and get into the car for a half hour just to warm up to moderate enough temperature to get back in the stand and I'm sitting there sitting there and then boom out of nowhere I mean I'm like I'm looking around my eyes are fixed to everything like a hawk and boom two deer just walk out you know at a distance just out of nowhere as soon as I saw them I was like where did they come from and I was like well they're they're not going to come over here they're too far away and then they just came literally straight to me I wasn't even going to take the shot. I was like, well, I'm just going to pass on that one. I don't know if that's big enough. And then it just got closer and closer and closer. And then it just it just came into my mind. Well, if you shoot one, you can go home now. And I was like, done. And I drew and pulled that trigger. And, you know, we, that, that was it. But just it was the day was a, it just seemed like the day was a loss. It was a disaster. There was no hope. Um, nothing good was going to come out of this. And then out of nowhere, there it is. There it is again and again. So you have to you have to go into this thing knowing and realizing and aware that even at the last minute, this thing can turn around. At any moment can be the turnaround. It could be 10 minutes in, after after legal shooting hours and i i am still waiting for one of those mornings i have never had one yet i think the earliest you know i've ever i've ever taken a deer was probably 9 30 something around there uh, i'm waiting for the day when you know at 6 37 a.m i'm able to pull that trigger and and be home in time for breakfast uh, I'm waiting for one of those days. I believe it's coming. This season might be the season. But, you know, the, 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 usually that's just not the case. That's never been the case for me so far. And uh, I'm looking forward to that fun day. But nonetheless, this thing, it's a mental fight. It's a mental battle. A lot of hunting takes place between your ears. It is how you think about it, how you look at it. You know, there, there's the part about staying patient, staying still, staying focused, keeping your eyes open. And I got news for you. You will not hear every deer that comes by. You will not hear every turkey that comes by. You will not hear every duck that flies. And you will not hear every animal that walks in front of you at shooting range. You just will not. I've heard people say, you know, you don't hunt with your eyes, you hunt with your ears. Well, okay, 80%, 85% of the time, okay, got it. But 15 to 20% of the time, 
I swear, they make no sound whatsoever. I have seen a turkey pass in front of me, um, you know, no more than 10 yards away. Not a sound, not a leaf rustle, not a nothing. I mean, if I wasn't staring directly at it, and I probably would have never seen it except that it walked between me and my decoy. If, if it did not walk right there where I was focused, fixed, and staring, I probably would have never even seen it. But out of nowhere, I mean, completely silent, just like a ghost, there it was. I have seen deer do the same thing. Now, more often than not, deer are going to make noise. More often than not, you will hear them coming. More often than not. Sometimes they'll make so much noise, you think it's a hunter walking through the woods busting up your hunt. You know, they can, they can make a lot of noise at times, especially once you've been sitting in complete silence for a few hours or days. But they will not always make audible sound. At least something you can hear. I don't care how sharp and keen your ears are or how, how good you think you can hear. Sometimes deer can just seem to float through the air like a mist completely sound. There they are. They're just standing in front of you. You don't know where it came from. You don't know how it got there. You just, you just don't, you just, if you weren't looking, if you weren't focused, if you weren't paying attention, you would have missed the turnaround. If you were checking your email on your phone, even though it's on silent, you would have never have known that that deer was there. Um, it's just, it's just the way it is. This, this mental fight, it's this mental activity of being focused, of being alert, of being on point, of being ready. Having your rifle or your bow or your crossbow at the ready. So that at a moment's notice, you can have the, the sight on that target right in front of you and ready to, to, to let fly. And it's just, it can happen so fast. A lot of people are discouraged partway through the hunting season. Haven't seen anything, haven't heard anything. Maybe they've been out a few days. Doesn't matter if you've been out a few days or a few hours. Come 10 a.m. in the morning, you can really start feeling discouraged. You really can. Even if it's just the first day of the season. People say, ah, well, you know, it's not realistic to expect to take a deer the opening day every year. I agree, but at the same time, it, it can be discouraging. You've been there since 5 in the morning, you know. Five hours later, you're still sitting there. You haven't seen anything or heard anything. You feel like, did I pick the right spot? Am I at the right place? Did I make too much noise? Is the wind wrong? Do any deer even live around here? You know, have they all checked out and gone on vacation? Have they all been shot already? You don't know. But then, in a moment, out of nowhere, success can come. The big one can come. The one you're waiting for can come. It can happen that quick. Uh, so I suppose this episode is is as much encouraging you guys as it is informing you. You know, you need to be ready and able to take advantage of the turnaround moment. You have to be ready and able to take advantage of it. Because no matter how much it seems like there is not a deer within 100 yards or whatever game you're out there hunting, literally out of nowhere, it can just appear in front of you. It can just seem to appear and materialize out of thin air. You, you, you will not always see it coming. Deer can walk from behind you, cross right under your stand, right into your field of view sometimes, make no sound whatsoever. You can be on the ground. 
They can walk right in front of you, 15 feet away. You never knew they were there unless you were focused, unless you were alert, unless you were on point. And and I say this not to make you think deer are so amazing, but to, to realize that you don't have to see it coming. All of a sudden, boom, the animal, the game that you are searching for and after can just be right in front of you. You can go from what seems like a failed hunt to a trophy on the wall just just like that. Just in a moment, the, the, the tide can shift, and there it is. The turnaround moment is amazing. And it's something, though, that we've got to be prepared to take advantage of. This is, a, this is a big part of where it comes into play, having being ready in your mind on what you're willing to pull the trigger on on what game you're really out out there for. People say, well, I'm out here for deer. Okay, yeah, well, are you out for a buck or a doe? Are you, are you here to shoot the first one that walks by, the first legal deer? Are you, are you not going to pull the trigger on the first, the first doe that walks by? Or if you're only there for a buck, how big of a buck are you willing to take? Are you, are you good to take a six point, an eight point? How big? What do you, what's, what's the criteria? What are, what's the decision made in advance of what you're willing to take and walk, and walk out of the woods with? You have to know before the deer walks out in front of you because you may not have the time to, to have that mental conversation and go through that thought process when you see the deer. You might only have two seconds. One second to see it and make the decision and lift your, your firearm or your bow and a second sec, second to, to draw or pull the trigger. That may be all the time that you have. So you need to know. You have to have made the decision in advance. Now, I've had to sit time where the decision changed by 9 a.m., right? I've been out there saying, okay, I'm, I'm, try, I'm here for a buck and then by 9 a.m., I have changed my mind to I will take the first doe that I see just because you get cramped, you get tired, you, you've seen nothing. So you get to the point where if I see anything, that's, you know, that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to take that at this point. But you've got to make the decision before the deer walks out. Otherwise, you could blow the opportunity because... You're vacillating and pondering and weighing and considering. You got to have that worked out in your mind because the moment can happen so fast. Turkey hunters do the same thing. You know, they're, they're out for a long beard. Well, how long is long enough? How big is big enough? You really need to know. You really have to make that decision in advance because turkeys can just materialize in front of you. It can happen. They could make no sound. They could not gobble one time. And there they are. And you have to be ready. And you have to know what's a shooter and what's not a shooter. Because um, you may not have a second moment. You only may get one moment on that animal that day or period. Um, I remember, oh, maybe it was a couple years back, I was listening to... Uh, you know, one of those world-renowned hunters that has been all over the world that they've, you know, able to hunt and shoot all kinds of game and just, you know, phenomenal experience, work in the industry, you know, living the life everybody, all hunters wish they could live until they get the opportunity to live that life and realize it's not, it's not all fun and games. But 
Um, the, the point I'm trying to make is they were saying, you know, what the big piece of advice they were giving is they learned a long time ago. Take the first decent shot that you get because you may not get another one. Take the first decent ethical shot. Do not wait for a good shot. Do not wait for a great shot. If you have a good enough shot, take the first one because there may be no more shots. That may be the only one that you get. You're waiting for that animal to walk out between or before or in front of or behind. And there, it just may never happen. It may never happen. I, you know, An animal can walk behind a tree, turn around, and just go straight away from you behind that tree. You never even see it leave. Sometimes you, 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 you've got to wait. You've, you've got to give it another moment because you don't have a good shot. You don't have a decent shot. But he was saying, you know, a lot of the game that he's taken, he's learned from experience, from losing game, that the, you want to take the first decent shot that you have because you may not get another one. And I really, I really took that to heart. And I really made that part of my sort of hunting philosophy. And that is when you have a decent shot, just pull the trigger. Just pull the trigger. If you're able to get the crosshairs, to get the scope, to get the sight right over that kill zone at a, at a fair angle, just pull the trigger. Do not wait for the perfect situation. Don't wait for it to get a little better. If they're within range, if you can get the site where it needs to be, if that's a shooter, because what happens is people say, well, let me wait for a little better shot. Then they may get a little better shot. They say, well, let me wait for a little better shot. I want a, a perfect broadside, no angle. Maybe it'll put its head down and start chewing or, and they're just... They're waiting for all these, all the stars to align. And every time, even when it gets better, they're waiting for more stars. And they're thinking, and then, then they're vacillating, going, okay, well, is this one good enough? Do I really want to take that? And you know, all these thoughts happen. And by the time you sort out the thoughts, the moment's lost. The opportunity's over. So you have these moments, the turnaround. Uh, you just you just need to push through. You know, when, when you feel like the hunt couldn't be going any worse, when you feel like there's no sign and no hope, that's when it's time to start thinking about being quieter, to make less noise, to, to rustle less. Because the animal could be with could be right behind you, could be right out of your field of view, could be right in front of you on the other side of some brush. You don't know how you don't even see it, but it could be right there. And it's just, it could be over before you know it. It can be done and gone and you you just, you have to be ready. You have to be on point. You have to be on guard. Because the moment comes and, you know, it's just amazing how quick things can turn around. It's amazing how fast things can turn around in the woods. It doesn't matter what you're hunting. You know, there's never a good reason, a good time to be totally discouraged. There's never a time to give up hope. I mean, literally, if I'm hunting the evening, I do not put my safety on until the clock ticks, end of legal shooting hours. I am ready. And as we get closer to the end, I get more ready. I'm getting that gun closer up in the draw position or to get that bow closer in the position. I'm, I'm ready at the drop of a hat to take a shot. 
I'm not sitting there anymore going, huh, looks like this day was a waste. No, I am on point and on guard because I know how fast it can turn around. Because I know how quick it can turn around. In the morning, when it clicks, the first minute of legal shooting hours, I'm in ready mode. I'm ready to take the shot right now. Because I know how quickly, how fast that, that animal can just appear. And I'm just, I'm not wasting a moment there. And especially at the end of the day, that is peak movement for a lot of game, deer especially. You know, people get discouraged as the day wears on. Well, you reach a point where you've got sort of minimal movement, but then after like three o'clock, it just starts getting better. And a lot of people's best opportunities happen in the evening. So as the day wears on, the, 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 the opportunity, the chance, the, the situation is actually improving as deer are moving more and they're on, the, they're on the prowl and they're looking for food and they're doing what they're doing. The, it, it, the hunt improves at that point. You know, there's, there's this sort of, there's the midday lull, but even in the midday lull, deer are still moving. I have taken deer at noon. I have seen lots of deer between the hours of, of 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. when they're supposed to be, you know, bedded down and not go anywhere, not doing anything. They still move, especially when you get close to the rut. But there is no time of day where it's impossible to take a deer. Um, even when the, when, the, when, the, when the odds turn against you, when the odds turn, you know, away... There are still fair odds. There really are. Uh, a lot of people, and it is it has become an anecdote. You just sit in the woods until, you know, 10 or 11, and then you wait for all the other hunters to get up and leave and go to breakfast or go to lunch or whatever and hope that they bump deer on their way out of the woods. That has become a hunting strategy in a lot of places. To me, that's mind-boggling that so many people at 10 a.m. would say, huh, I give up, I'm out of here. I mean, you know, I know sometimes you got to go to work. Sometimes you only got a half day. Sometimes, you know, you don't have that time. But to me, it's like, you know, I, I don't want to leave that early because it's still prime time. You know, I've had so many days turkey hunting when I have seen deer all morning. Wish you'd stop seeing them because they keep busting you because um, you're on the ground and you're not minding the wind like you would during deer season and and just deer after deer. I've seen deer come and, and blow and stomp and wheeze and run away and come back and do it again and run away and just badger you for an hour. And then finally they go. And then an hour later, look at all these deer coming through. And people think, oh, if they get busted, it's the end of their hunt. No, not, not really. You know, your, your chances after being busted can still be really good. 20 minutes later, they can still be really good. Um, you know, and during turkey season, I, I sort of analyze a lot of this that goes on because, you know, I'm not really hunting deer, so I don't care so much. So I'm not on the emotional roller coaster of deer. Um, but so I'm able to analyze it and I'm not shooting the first one that I see because I'm not there for them. But I've seen this and studied it year after year. I mean, I have seen more deer sometimes in the middle of the day than in the beginning of the day. I've been busted multiple times and then seen big deer show up and walk by. There's just something about, 
you know, in our heads we think, oh, something went wrong, the hunt's over. Give it 20 minutes. You know, this thing can still turn around. This thing, I have shot deer on days I have spooked deer. I mean, I have spooked the queen, the queen doe. And and she has stomped and snorted and harassed me. I have thrown sticks at deer, trying to get them to run away and stop badgering me because I've spooked them. And then a few hours later, you know, putting meat in the freezer. So, you, you, you know, never let something like that tell you or say to you the hunt's over. There's no chance. There's no opportunity. There's no moment of turnaround. It can turn around. It can turn around fast. You know, people say, oh, there's other people in the woods. People are out doing stuff. People are hiking. Other hunters are doing stuff. All the deer are spooked out. I've had some of my best success when someone else gets in the woods and they bump a deer that runs right in front of me. Now, don't. Don't put your success and your opportunities in someone else's hands that they can destroy your chance to have a good hunt. If there's other people in the woods, that can help you. If you're, the, if you're quiet, if you're still, if you're motionless, then the, they can push the deer right by you. They can actually be an asset to you. you know, it, it doesn't help you to think like that. It, it doesn't help to look at it like that. Anything can be an opportunity. Anything can cause deer to move. And if you're not doing anything that repels the deer from you, noise, smell, movement, all those kind of things, then you can be the safe place that they run to and boom, out of nowhere, turn around. So I hope this is helpful for you guys. Uh, I know a lot of newer hunters just... You get in the woods a couple times, it can be easy to get discouraged. Mid-season, it can be easy to get discouraged. And I'd say, don't be discouraged. You know, some people might be listening to this podcast right now on the tree stand. Just been a long morning trying to figure out what to do. Your moment can become, your moment can be five minutes away. Seriously. Things can turn around that fast. Mid-season Even if you've hunted the same area multiple times and seen nothing, it can turn around quickly. Got a lot of other episodes on the website, newhuntersguide.com, how to help you guys improve your chances of success, playing the weather, playing the season, playing the, the movement patterns and trails and food and trying to find the best places at the best time to set up to have the best chance of success. Head there to the website, check out lots of these episodes. Get yourself some additional insights. And I hope you guys have a great season, a fun season, and a successful season. Whatever success means to you, I hope you see it before the season's over. Till next time, God bless you guys, and go get them in the woods. 